everything in business is a gamble. People generally buy people. It's genius! We want an education What you're thinking, can you get the buy-in? You're listening to Forest FM, a salon business show with hosts Zoe Below Springer and Killian Vigna. For your industry, by your industry. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us on the fifth season and year really of Forest FM. And to all our new listeners out there, welcome. We've got some amazing guests lined up for the first quarter of 2021 already, and we can't wait to share all of those conversations with you. A couple of things before we get started. You'll be pleased to hear that first we're bringing back the weekly transcripts of our episodes. Those will be available on forest.com forward slash FM. And our first question of the year, how can we get you more involved? This is like the question that's been on our minds for the past couple of months, especially during January when we were planning this, uh, this season. And there's a reason why. Actually, there's a couple. First, we'd like to get some of your questions featured in our episodes. Second, we want to discuss the episodes and topics further, and we're trying to figure out a way to do that. And third, as always, we want to see how we can better tailor the show to your needs. At the minute, we're toying with the idea of joining Clubhouse, the new audio social media app. Um, another idea we had was to make it possible for you guys to engage with us by text messaging. Now, this would only be available for North American listeners for the moment, but it would soon be available worldwide. Um, and so those are kind of the ideas we're, we're playing with at the minute. If any of these options is of interest to you, or if you have another idea, please do send us a DM on Instagram at Forest Salon Software to let us know your thoughts. We're really eager to get this going this year. Uh, so please don't hesitate. We're only a click away. Like, as soon as the word should comes into your head, it's because it's coming from an external point. It's not coming from inside you. So it's not very authentic to you at all. So whatever it is that you end up doing that's had that word in it, you're either not going to follow through on it or when you do follow through on it, you're not going to feel the reward that you hoped that you would, you need to be doing something because it feels right, not because you should do it. On the show with us today, we have a stylist and colorist who brings creativity and inspiration to everything she does. Davina's Global Colour Ambassador, Director of the Hair.com Art Team, and Chancellor of the Fellowship for British Hairdressing, Ashley Hodges is sought after the world over, from photo shoots in New York, creating cheek styles for TV, to presenting packed arenas globally, or looking after clients in the salon. So without further ado, welcome to Forest FM, Ashley. It's good to have you here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be chatting to you. It's a pleasure. You're kicking off the, the, the year in style for us here. Thank you. What, what a year to be kicking it off yeah. with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Onwards Absolutely. and upwards. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, before we start talking about what we can do this year, I guess, to keep spirits up and uh, keep a balanced life and all of that, what do you think needs to be acknowledged about 2020? To be acknowledged about 2020, I feel there's, there's so much to be acknowledged about 2020. <laughs> um, it, was, it was the start of a new decade and it was kind of like, I don't know, almost like a rebirth of everything from everything that's been going on with uh, the environment, the pandemic, uh, the economy for everyone around the world. And I think weirdly, you everyone felt like they come together because normally it's one country that's dealing with something. But actually, this has been dealt with on a global 
scale and even some of the like other issues compared to the pandemic when we look at Black Lives Matter and things like that again it become a more global thing so actually in a weird way I feel like all of these crazy things have brought everyone together as a community and I think that's what we need to bring into this year and rather than bringing in that of course we're bringing in the intense feelings and the emotions from last year but Mm -hmm. if we can bring the community spirit into this year I feel like we can start actually rebuilding um, in a really beautiful way. It is really interesting looking back on it, how it takes a pandemic where the key like phrases that we hear is like social distance, stay away. With all of that being told, it's almost like we've become closer right down to the whole shopping local uh, relationships have strengthened, even though it might all be done from a safe distance on screen. (laughs) So I think it's a case of, once the restrictions all lift down, everyone's just going to run out and it's just going to be mass hugs everywhere. <laughs> really Definitely. excited for that moment. <laughs> I know, me too. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. So look, listen, today we're going to be talking about wellness and kind of looking after yourself and what's involved in that. For you, where did this start coming about? Like when I think of myself, my first experience of that, it's kind of an, a story I'm ashamed to tell nearly because my first experience of like mental health and wellness was in school. We were 16 and it was a class that we had to take. Now picture 30, 16 year old males in a Christian brother school. It did not go down well at all. And it was basically like a joke class, a fun class. Looking back on it in hindsight, you're going, wow, it was actually so important. And I wish I took it more serious. And it's not until like the working world that I did start to, but you're so passionate about this. How did you kind of, fall into this and start realizing actually this is a much bigger than just a topic that we hear about um to be honest that i i probably skirted around my mental health for the majority of my life and skirted it although like i'd heard of different things um well-being related and like you're there, it, it just become a buzzword for people to start meditating and things like that. I don't think I started truly looking at it until I had my own problems. Um, and at the end of 2017, I'd fully burnt myself out to a point of breakdown. And I had to, there was literally no way for me to keep pushing through. I, I'd spent so many years getting to the point where I would like lose my voice and I wasn't well because I'd been traveling too much or doing too much work. And and you can kind of push through physical things. I feel like you rest for a little bit and then you're fine. Mm-hmm. But I think when anything happens with your mental health, it takes a lot longer to bounce back from something like that. So that's when I kind of started to truly take note. And then in 2018, that's when I went, um, I went completely freelance um, because I had to, I had to just take a step back because I didn't really know what I wanted anymore. I'd been running and running towards all these career goals and I didn't even know if they were the things that I even wanted in my life. Mm. So rather rather than just going, right, I'm I'm just quitting, I just decided I'm just I just need to pause and realign. Yeah. Um so I spent the whole of that year just trying to figure out and and saying yes and no to things with more intention. So rather than just saying yes to everything because that opportunity was going to potentially get passed on to somebody else or because I had a fear of losing out on the money or anything like that. It was really about thinking about 
whether it was right for me. And if the word should came up, if I felt like I should do it, then it was an instant no. Because if, if you feel like you should do something, you actually probably shouldn't. You need to be doing something because it feels right, not because you should do it. That's yeah. really interesting, actually, because, and the reason I say that is when the first lockdown came in, everyone just went straight to Twitter and it was like, oh, you should make the most of this time and you should try and learn new skill or learn a language or learn an instrument. So in my head, I'm like, actually, yeah, that's that's a good idea. I'm going to I'm gonna learn how to play the keyboard. I'm going to learn how to do photography. I'm going to learn X, Y, and Z. And there was so much stuff that I felt like I should have put my spare time to that it actually kind of had a flip side. And then you had this, oh, I don't even know how to describe it, but then you started Huge feeling pressure. like... Yeah, pressure and overwhelmed because you're like, well, people are telling me I should do this. I feel like I should. So I'm absolutely taking that bit of advice already straight off the bat. If I say should, it's a no. <laughs> yeah. First thing is, like, as soon as the word should comes into your head, it's because it's coming from an external point. It's not coming from inside you. Yeah. So it's not very authentic to you at all. Yeah. So whatever it is that you end up doing that's had that word in it, you're never going to, you're either not going to follow through on it or when you do follow through on it, you're not going to feel the reward that you hoped that you would. It's yeah. like you're not doing it for yourself. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So during that year of transition of like putting your boundaries and deciding yes, no to different things, did you did you find something in particular was like more difficult? Like, did you just start saying no to loads of things that in hindsight, you, you, you kind of went, hmm, maybe I could have said yes to this actually. Or was it like it was easy for you to kind of manage that that work-life balance, I guess. No, um, it was hard. It still is. Even even after that, like, I'm, I'm not, like, perfect at it. There's still things that I kind of do in late, it, like, in reflection, I go, I really probably shouldn't have done that or <laughs> that, that wasn't as right as I felt like it was. So, it, like, nobody's perfect with any of this. Um, I got better. I got so much better. But I still have, like, dips and dives where I'm like oh I've let myself down there um but that year in particular I like hairdressers in general were were people pleasers and were were bought into an industry and the reason why we're in the industry in the first place is because that aligns with us mm -hmm. and we want to make people happy no matter whether it's your clients the brands that you're working with um the the people in general that you're working with in your community you the reason why you're there is to make them happy and it's really hard to flip that and try and make yourself happy in the same way um, because quite often saying no to someone you know that's going to make them happy but it's going to be good for you so it's a really really hard thing to get your head around and there was there was one job actually in particular that I took that year that sounded really cool and in reflection it really it wasn't right at all and actually I I almost relapsed back to it was just awful um and and I took that job because I liked the person so I was like oh I'll, I'll do that that's fine and then I did it and afterwards I was like this is the worst job I think I've ever worked on and that but we need those lessons we need we need to make those mistakes to realize what is right and what isn't right mm. I get the feeling that like when we talk about taking care of ourselves it's something that we kind of take for granted, really. Like, we know we're supposed to exercise, we're supposed to eat clean, we're supposed to get a good night's sleep. The reality is, we're not we able should. to kind of, like, do that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, <laughs> should, you should. <laughs> um, but I feel like when it comes to 
the realization that you go, oh, I need to actually start taking care of myself. It's probably because it's ad hoc and something in your life has happened. So do you have a process in place where you're not more reactive, you're more proactive? So let's say like, do you evaluate your life every couple of days or every weeks or something like do you do you force yourself to have a reevaluation or a check-in moments yeah I think check-in moments are really important I don't necessarily I think I do mini check-ins mm-hmm. on a daily basis um and and to allow not and not to like you were saying like where you feel like if you're not feeling 100 percent quite often we want to just flip that and we want to feel better straight away and we always have this kind of like, what do I, how do I want to explain it? Like there's, there's almost a negative positive. So mm. it's detrimental for us to want to be positive all the time because that's, that's not healthy for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So quite often when, when we are feeling low, we won't allow ourselves to sit in that. We won't allow ourselves to understand those feelings. We will on, instantly want to go out for an exercise to kick up them in endorphins. We'll, we'll want to, we'll feel like, oh, well, we should be meditating because that's going to make us feel better. Or actually I should have a really healthy smoothie and that's going to boost me. Or there's all these things that we, like we said, like you should be doing. And actually sometimes we have to just, during that check-in, we just have to absorb how we feel rather than checking in and trying to fix it. So during those check-ins, you're, you should absorb how you're feeling and and start kind of working through it rather than trying to instantly fix it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll do those um, and then just generally throughout the year, like if I've if I've got goals or if I've got something, I will check in with those goals to make sure that they they're still right for me. Because quite often, like like what I'd happen what I'd happen to me is I'd started making all these goals for my life when I was like 18. And I got to 27 and I'd hit a load of those goals. But then I was like, actually, 18 year old me had a completely different mindset to how I am now. So why am I still trying to get the same thing? Yeah. Um, so it's really important for us to check in with all of those elements of our life so that we make sure we're still on the path that benefits us. Yeah, mm. absolutely. You, you mentioned something there um, about sitting with the pain and sitting with the emotion and absorbing it. And it's interesting you say that because it's been twice now this week uh, that I've been listening to Instagram stories of people saying like, you have to essentially do that. And then there was one um, one person who was a kind of like a health coach, meditation, like wellness coach, I guess. She was saying that essentially when you think about negative thoughts or what you label anyways as negative thoughts it's much harder to disassociate from that and to 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 manage the pain i guess of those thoughts and so if you start to i guess it's a bit of a meditation technique but if you if you try to embody those thoughts and just like listen to your body where like where is it causing tension essentially so maybe like those thoughts uh it, it are linking to um tension in your your abdomen, for instance, well, then you sit and you breathe into your abdomen and it's easier to process the pain, the physical pain that it is to process the mental pain. So if you try to, you know, focus, you get a little bit of uh, of a relief for even just maybe like an hour or so and, and you can come back to that exercise. And I thought it was really interesting. I don't know if you've ever heard of that or, or tried it yourself. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's interesting because 
um, I, I used to go to have acupuncture and my acupuncturist used to say that um, that within Chinese medicine, they highly believe that any form of physical pain also has uh, emotional pain linked to it. So you can't fully heal unless you heal both sides of the coin, so to speak. And that's 100 percent it. Um, and it's everyone has their own way of of sitting with their emotions and breaking it down. So I think for those because it is easier for us to work through physical pain than it is emotional pain. Mm -hmm. That's a brilliant technique to use. And I think we all need to just find the tools to keep in our back pocket for that work for us. And sometimes something will work for you at one point and then potentially might stop working. So you flip it and you do something else. Um, but I think when you sit with your emotions, whether you're breathing through into the physical pain of it or whether you're trying to break down your emotions yourself, like we have like a base of what our emotions are. So there's like an umbrella emotion, so to speak. So feeling sad is like an overall emotion. But it's it's when you break that down to figure out where's that sadness coming from? Is it grief? Is it I don't know. Um, is it actually coming from a form of jealousy? Is it you, you have to kind of break that down because being sad isn't just an overall emotion. There'll be a reason for it. So once you start breaking that down, that's when you can go, OK, that's actually how I'm genuinely feeling. And that's when you can start going, oh, let's go for a run now. Now that now now I understand what is going on with me, I can now start like shifting the emotion so whether you want to shift it with a run or a yoga exercise or cooking something nice or d whatever it is that you do to make yourself feel happy you have to break those emotions down before you can even shift them because otherwise you're shifting an umbrella emotion you're trying to shift something that's way too big does it take a lot of work and discipline because like i'm sure your mind your mind is like a muscle where you need to work it out to get it stronger get it bigger so what you're saying there where it's almost like, oh, I'm sad. Don't run away from being sad. Don't try and find distractions. Actually delve into the problem. But I kind of feel like if we were to pitch that idea to, we'll say someone that's now working at home, who's dealing with kids who are homeschooling and just about everything else around, like that that sounds like it's a lot of work. <laughs> as or opposed overwhelming to put, in itself. Yeah, yeah. like overwhelming. <laughs> You're going, hang on now. I'm trying to work, trying to cook the dinner and do homeschool and where am I going to get five, 10 minutes to work this? So, so how do you work this into your life? Um, it's just one of those things like we work in brushing our teeth, don't we? And there's there's all these things that we work into our life so that we are presentable to the rest of society. And that's exactly the same thing. We have to just slowly work little things into your life to make it so that you're presentable for yourself, so that you look after yourself and not just the exterior of everything so um like a little tip that I was taught at the very beginning was to put little stickers where you know that your eye is always going to look so like on on your phone like on the mirror where you do brush your teeth um or perhaps where you put your makeup on or something like that um just put these little stickers out and every time you see a sticker you take you stop and you take three deep breaths because that's not really going to take that much of your day out just every time you look at a sticker, you take three deep breaths and that's instantly going to ground you back into your own body and calm your thoughts so that you're not feeling that overwhelm or that stress of everything. And 
And the same with like meditation. I love like Oprah always says that like for people that can't meditate, like meditation is just being in the present. So rather than right, okay, I need to take a whole hour to meditate and do this crazy journey into myself. Like you don't need to do that. You could just, when you walk up the stairs, just when you walk up the stairs, think, oh, wow, this is amazing. I'm walking up the stairs and, and absorb the feeling of it on your feet and absorb the fact that you've got these legs that can make you walk up the stairs. Like just in those small mo moments that we have throughout the day, we can be present and that's going to instantly ground you into the day and stop you from feeling that overwhelm. Yeah, it is like we hear meditation a lot and it, like it does kind of sound scary at first where you're thinking, oh yeah, that's an hour of just sitting in silence. Like it sounds intimidating, but I've started giving it a bash myself there recently and it, it's literally like three to 10 minutes. That's all it takes. I was, I was like, I did a 10 minute session just before this recording because I don't know if I was anxious that it was the first recording of the year and I was excited or I just had an <laughs> incredibly strong coffee. But either way, I was really jittery and couldn't focus. So I just lay in bed for 10 minutes after lunch and I just felt so chill after. Like it was so nice. Now I don't have kids or homeschooling to deal with. So <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it, it, there, there's a lot of it that comes back to, to breathing and, and how intentional you are with breathing as well. And, and I love the, the sticker um, trick there. I think I might try yeah. it myself. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, when we hear about like wellness, automatically we think about mental health and, and physical health, but there's actually a lot of spheres that touch upon wellness. So like if you think of, say, career, social, like like creative or financial wellness, all these different things, which ones for you like are, are most important to to kind of keep an eye like a closer eye on, um, you would say? I think it changes all the time for each individual person and for how you are at that moment mm -hmm. so um so a couple of years ago for me I had to really look after my mental health and then I spent so long getting the right tools and learning the right lessons to to do that and then I started having to look after other elements of my well-being um and like money is one that I constantly have to learn to look after within my well-being because I, I run two businesses and that that's a money is a stress if I allow it to be a stress because I am useless at keeping on top of things. Mm -hmm. So for my own personal well-being, I have to try and think, right, I need to look after future Ashley. If I just sort out my bills and if I sort ev everything out at the end of every month, by the time the tax man needs my money, <laughs> it's sorted. Do I do that every month? No, probably not. <laughs> and that's the thing, like, I always like kick myself because I'm like I get gets to the end of the tax year I'm like oh, I really should have done the last six months worth of accounts for my accountant and I, I haven't which means now I've got to spend a week doing it which is detrimental to my well-being so so that's but that's something that I'm trying to work on and then during the pandemic again you've got to start looking after your mental health again so you've got to start thinking of that and so at different elements of your life and different timings throughout the year, even throughout the week, different things come up for you that you need to look at. And you just need to give yourself a break, I think, and not try to fix everything straight away and just know that you're on a journey and it's fine. Like nothing's linear. We're all just spiraling around life in the best way we can. There's a thing just to touch off what you were saying there. 
you may have heard of it. I only know about it because I'm in the education department. So it's all about like, well, is it the four stages of competence or conscious competence where you start off, it's like learning a new skill and you're going, oh, this is new, but I'm, I'm kind of getting the hang of it. It's easy. And then you essentially start going through phases of, oh yeah, like real cocky. I know what I'm doing. But then you hit this drop where you're going, oh my God. It's like you've kind of gone on to the next level of learning that skill and you're going, oh my God, I, I don't know anything. You start feeling overwhelmed. Essentially, to put short, what I'm saying is you're going through a journey where it starts off well, but there's always going to be dips and inclines, but inevitably it kind of gets higher as we go on. How do you get over those humps? Like, how do you recognize when, all right, this is a bad week, but if I can get through this week, next week might be a good week. Um, I heard a thing and a while back and it, it's kind of stuck with me that we, on our good days, we build ourselves up so that on our bad days, we don't fall down as far. So that's what I think of. So, I mean, and I'll be totally honest, I'm having a really bad time right now. Um like my cat who's like my baby has cancer and so so it's it's hard to kind of shift through that um as well as the fact that we're in a we're in another lockdown and for us we live in London so we've actually been in a lockdown since middle of December so you start to get that kind of I would think of the tv show big brother where you're like cabin fever crazy sort of thing and and then the walls feel like they're closing in because you're like really emotional and I've got no release for that because I can't see anybody to perk myself up so but I'm not trying to make myself better right now what I do know is that I've spent so long during the good times to build myself up so I won't fall back down to like that breakdown period yeah so when I'm feeling good I'll wake up and I'll I'll eat something healthy I'll do yoga or I might go for a run or I'll do my meditations but I then don't make myself do anything when I'm not feeling great if I'm not feeling great then I'll just sit and read a book and I'll absorb and I'll just allow myself to feel however I'm meant to feel so that not with the knowledge that I'm going to feel better again and I can build myself back up again it's like I mean I'm sure you guys get it where you live like the weather in London in particular changes on an hourly basis sometimes and <laughs> that's <Ireland>. exactly <laughs> and like that's exactly how our feelings are so yeah. when it's dark and cloudy and rainy we know that it's not going to be like that every single day for the rest of the year we know that there's going to be sunny days again and and that's exactly it you just have to know that you've looked after yourself enough for those sunny days to come sooner yeah, I think it's Headspace, the app that just, uh, I think, uses the, um, the analogy where you, you're like on the side of the highway and you watch the cars go and you watch the clouds and those are your emotions and your feelings, but they pass and go and you don't yeah. like actually have to live through them constantly uh, at, a, at a very intense level. You just kind of acknowledge them and let them go. Yeah, yeah 100%. So you're essentially embracing those bad days. Like if you're sad, be sad. If you're angry, be angry. I suppose it's better to just get it out of your system, embrace it, get it out of your system rather than trying to compress it and it build up. Yeah, 100%. Because if you try and repress it, if you try and become fake positive, then it's just going to come and get you in a stronger way. Like, yeah. it's like if, you, like if you have a cold and you try and push through it, you're going to end up with that cold for longer. If you actually just go, right, I'm actually not feeling very well. I'm going to take some extra vitamins. I'm just going to sit and relax 
you'll get over that cold quicker and and it's exactly the same with our mental health if we try and push through things and don't just allow yourself to feel them you're going to end up coming back to it in a stronger way down the line and sometimes when you're least expecting it and sometimes in a physical manner just like zoe had said earlier it'll it'll reflect back to you in some way so if you actually just allow yourself to ride through the emotions then hopefully in the long run it's going to be healthier for you Mm. so while you're taking care of yourself and your own wellness do you do anything to kind of encourage or influence those around you so whether it's people you're working with on a shoot your colleagues in the workplace do you do anything to kind of promote wellness or with people around you too yeah definitely so um i i teach a lot i'm an ambassador for davaness so um i teach a lot for them and every single class that i start i start the day with us all doing some body tapping to wake ourselves up um and we stretch um, what's body tapping um so it's like it's it looks really weird. Um, and for those of you that are listening to this, I'm showing them how to do it right now. But you Hands like, are going everywhere like, at the moment. Uh, yeah. Like you have to, so you have to like tap with your fingers, like, uh, like uh, up and down your body basically to wake up all your muscles. Um, ah, and it's okay. a really good thing. It's a good thing to like start and end your day with because it wakes your muscles up, but it also helps release at the end. Um, so especially for like, I mean, if I've been in the salon and I've done like some massive like highlights and things like that, like you lock your body in a position. So it's really hard to go from that at the end of the day to lying in bed. And quite often, I mean, a lot of the stylists out there listening will understand this, that when you lay in bed, sometimes your back will then seize up and you're like, oh my God, I'm in so much pain. It's because we've not allowed our muscles to release itself again. So we have to then, we body tap that or stretch or whatever it is to tell your body it's time to relax. Otherwise it's going to want to continually be in that stressed, like stressed state. So I start all my um, classes like that. And, and again, like, um, it's about allowing yourself. So whenever we're on a shoot or uh, with my art team and us, we're doing anything, make sure you give yourself breaks to have food, breaks to be able to just check in with each other and all of that sort of thing, rather than feeling like you have to push through everything all the time. Yeah. Currently, do you think businesses do enough to encourage this um, state of mind? I think it's really it's really hard um, for businesses because you instantly you can get put into a fear mindset so easily and like and and I do it to myself with with both my businesses like and I have to tell myself off for it because you you get very if you if you work from a fear based manner then you're never going to manifest what you want um, so if you're feeling like oh, I should just take that client on there's that word again, um, should just take that client on because it's gonna, like, it's, it means that I'm gonna earn more money that week, which means I'm gonna hit the commission that I want, I'm gonna hit my targets. But if that means that you lose your lunch break, then actually the rest of the day, you're never gonna do as good a work as you would have done if you'd allowed yourself to have mm-hmm. that rest, which means you actually might lose money because if you'd done that good work, you would have probably been able to have talked your client into upselling something. And, but because you've ended up squeezing yourself so tight, 
you now don't have the brain space to look after them the way that you should be or the way mm. that you know that you can. That's so it true. It just becomes kind of like a conveyor belt nearly where you're just like, right, client in, out, client in, out. You're not taking that time to actually kind of bond, get to know them and yeah. like you said, inevitably upsell. Which yeah, is exactly. <laughs> 100%. And like, I mean, we've all done it where we've squeezed people in and then we're like, right, well, that's fine because we know that they just have that root touch and then they, they have their plain bob. That means I can mix their colour up before they're even in the chair, which means I can get them in and out quicker, which means that that money was a nice, easy thing to do. Actually, if we hadn't squeezed them in, when they come in, we could have spoken to them, done a full consultation and realised that they wanted something more than a root colour and we could have played around with adding a face frame or changing up their bob to a shorter haircut and restyling it, which meant that they'd need more products. And all, all of these things, if, if we allow ourselves to relax and give ourselves time to breathe, means that we're going to work at a higher level. And it's about working smart, not working under that fear-based feeling. Absolutely. Well, Ashley, this has been absolutely fantastic. And for anyone listening today, um, Ashley is coming back to the UK Uplift event. Um, so she'll be with us again on February 8th. Uh, and you'll be talking about setting wellness goals for 2021, aren't you? Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Perfect. And the last thing... And that event isn't something that you should attend. It's something that you must attend. Exactly. Yeah, something you feel, you know, in your gut, it's the right thing to do. Exactly, yeah. And before we uh, before we end today's conversation, um, I have this uh, these thought starter cards. Um, I, they're all mixed. I'm going to flip the first one. I have no idea what's on the top. And uh, hopefully we can uh, get this conversation going with, uh, with our listeners out there and uh, push this further on social as well so here we go are you ready what do you want your legacy to be hey guys zoe and killian here there's a lot going on in the world right now and things are changing fast this is a short reminder for you to stay safe and on top of all the latest and factual news your starting point should be your governing health services website forest salon software has also a variety of business resources available Check out our Help Juice page, the Forest Academy Learning Portal, our personal and business resilience strategies for salon owners at forest.com forward slash salon hyphen lockdown, the Forest blog and podcast, and our multiple on-demand webinar recordings at forest.com forward slash resources. And one last thing. Don't, don't be scared, scared. Be prepared. That's an interesting thing, isn't it? I'm stumped Do you want me well. to answer it, Zoe? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. Go for it. I'm trying to think, what do I want my legacy to be? Um, I just always think for me, and I feel like people should in general, just always leave the earth a better place than it was when you started. So no matter whether that's a small thing or a big thing, because some of us have big energy, some of us have small energy, as long as it's left with something more special I think that would what I would like my legacy to be that's beautiful I love that that is very yeah. nice yeah Ashley thank you so much for being on the show with us today um for people looking to get in touch with you or, or learn more about um anything that you do where can people find you online uh so you can find me um the best place to find me is Instagram um at Ashley Hodges hair so there's an underscore between each um word so yeah find me on Instagram Ashley, it's been fantastic having you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Lovely to chat to you both. 
So we mentioned Uplift earlier, and I wanted to give a bit more context as to what that event is. Uplift, powered by Forest, is a virtual event and the salon owners kickstart to 2021. We have exclusive reveals of product features that will get your team into peak performance for the year ahead. And we've also got loads of interactive sessions to let you in on what's next in salon tech. Uh, Tickets are no longer on sale, but if you had tickets for the original date on January 25th, please keep an eye out on your emails for information on the rescheduled date, Monday, February 8th. We appreciate you blocking off time out of your calendar to come hang out with us and truly hope you can make it on the 8th. One last thing before we sign off. Don't forget to head over to forest.com forward slash FM for two things. First, that's where you can access the transcripts like we mentioned at the very start of the show. Second, you want to subscribe to the show's email newsletter to get all the updates, the guest downloadable content, any resources or like webinars, events coming up. And that'll be delivered straight to your inbox weekly. Uh, For now, it's on Wednesdays. If you have uh, any suggestions or would rather have it on another day, please let us know. We're open to suggestions. Uh, But otherwise, it's delivered straight to your inbox on Wednesdays. As always, if you want to share your thoughts on Forest FM or this episode specifically, you can send us an email at forestfm at forest.com or leave us a review on Apple Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, stay safe and we'll catch you next Monday. All the best. This episode was edited and mixed by Audio Z, Montreal's cutting-edge post-production studio for creative minds looking to have their vision professionally produced and mixed. Great music makes great moments. Forest FM, the Salon Owners Podcast, is brought to you by Forest Salon Software. Get your clients back in more often, spending more, and generating referrals. Let's grow.